Hey, Matt. Hi, Connor. Do you like gummies? I sure do. You know where you can get great gummy bears and other edibles? Where? Cannabis in a snap. Find the best marijuana and CBD deals near you on the Leaf Buyer app. It's so easy to save money on ounces, edibles, wax, shatter, and more of your 420 favorites. Stop paying for overpriced products. Just text 31996 to download the new Leaf Buyer app. Standard message and data rates may apply. That's so cool. Hey, hey, hey. What are you guys doing on my podcast? Hey, this is ours. Yeah, this This is is mine and Brady's. Come on now. We started this. Come on, you don't want any of this? No. No. Get off our podcast. Listen to the show. You're listening to the OKC82 podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. The Thunder did what they, well, I guess what their fan base, a portion of them, wants them to do. They lost a basketball they game. They did it! They, so, yay! Good job, Thunder! Everybody's excited? Why are you cheering? There's the draft position. There's certain things that Thunder fans are wanting right now, and the Thunder decided to give them exactly what they wanted tonight. Am I right? They They don't know that they want it, but they need it. But they need it. Maybe not. The Thunder lose on the road to Sacramento, 94-93, in a game that they led by double digits and were outscored by 10 points in the second half. So many chances. It perfectly encapsulated this season. They've had so many chances to win a lot mm-hmm. more games than their 10 and 11 record going into tonight. Or Just their 11. Close them out. Excuse me, 11 and 12 record going into tonight. But alas, they lose. Brady Trantham here alongside Miss Madison Morris, as always, with Connor Ayubi across the glass and Matt Burton. Just looking fly as heck. Oh. Look at you. Always. I do what I can. And this, I do is, what I can. this is the Franchise <laughs> Thunder Insider Show. Or, no, that's, that's on Saturday. This is the Thunder What's first take post game show. Okay. Because we just watched a game where the Thunder lost. Uh, Madison, this was a game that you could kind of find yourself losing a little interest in because it looked like, wow, Sacramento can't hit anything. Buddy Heald is off. I think he was mm-hmm. shooting south of 20% throughout most of the game, and he had 14 or 15 attempts, so it wasn't like he wasn't shooting. Right. It just looked like, okay, the Thunder are just going to leave with their fourth win in a row, uh, going back to the Minis- the miraculous Minnesota win last Friday in Oklahoma City, go on the road on a back-to-back in Portland and Utah, get those victories, come out to Sacramento, a place where the Thunder historically haven't had that much success. They they have, they throw a lot of stinkers out here in Sacramento. Yeah. This one wasn't really a stinker, but because <laughs> because this team can, do, can have performances like this where, yeah, the fans know losses are important, yeah. wins are cool in the short term, but you control a game like this, Madison, only to lose it at the very end and then give yourself a, even a chance to hit a shot um, mm-hmm. with Chris Paul. He missed the shot. The buzzer, mid-range jumper, couldn't fall. It's it's hard not to be frustrated. Yeah, it is really hard because, uh, like Brady was saying, this kind of looked like a game that the Thunder were able were going to be able to uh, take pretty easily. Not like easily, but it just it was looking really good. They got up by 14 at one time. Uh, it was looking really good for them, especially in the third quarter, until the very end of it, and that's kind of when Buddy Hill started getting hot. That was the big thing for this team, is that they allowed the one thing that they do every single time when they face Sacramento, and that's detrimental to them. They allow Buddy Heald to get hot. Yep. And that's exactly what they did towards the end of the game. He started finding his shot there at the end of the third quarter. The third quarter actually looked pretty good for the Thunder team. They were able to outscore Sacramento at 30... Or no, wait. That was not... No, it, it, that was the second quarter I was it, thinking about. The second quarter looked great. The beginning <laughs> yeah, of the third quarter looked promising. The beginning of the third quarter looked promising. And then they fell apart. Yep. And then they fell apart. So it was like... They were kind of giving some false hope to Thunder fans as the third quarter was going along. But then all of a sudden... Buddy Heald and the Kings did exactly what they do. And it carried over into the fourth quarter because I don't know what's worse, having a tight game like this and then having them kind of run away with it at the end or allowing Bogdanovich to get that shot and that just shatters all hopes of the Thunder's win. I don't know, guys. I'm on Thunder Twitter right now, and people are not happy. Darn you, Dennis Schluter. <laughs> Darn you, Chris Paul. You should have made that shot. Those last few possessions, it really came down to it. And uh, like you said, the Bogdanovich shot, that one was yeah. really the uh, dagger in the heart. Let's act, Connor, let's let's actually walk, walk through that play because it was clear. And I don't blame Sacramento for thinking this because off the top of my head, I feel like Buddy healed at least from a portion of the end of the third quarter throughout the rest of the game. I think he finished 6 of 9 or 6 of yeah. 10. He he, was he got on one. He he did a buddy heel thing, especially buddy heel against the Thunder. But that 
deciding possession, Bogdanovich three that put them um, ahead for good. They played the Thunder played that possession so well. Yeah, Chris it, Paul was all over Buddy Heald, and then Stephen Adams would come up and crash down on him. Buddy had nowhere to go, and he had to just basically here take the ball. Yeah, he was he, he was dribbling around pretty much aimlessly for like Every, 10, 15 seconds. Everything was going well, and then Dennis Schroeder was like, "Bye, uh, I'm gonna jump, I'm gonna bite on this pump fake," and then the rest was history. Yeah, not not quite enough to close it out there, but on that on that last possession, like you said, the Thunder played it perfectly for about. Close to 20 seconds, I think, off the shot clock before uh, Buddy healed. He basically dribbled that entire time, and the Thunder were just locking him up. Chris Paul was pesky as ever, forcing him away from the three-point line, almost back to half court, and then Steven Adams with the strong help. Buddy healed, able to find the right guy in the right spot, and Dennis Schroeder really should have just stayed home on that pump fake. If he could have just closed out high and you know forced him to go for a drive, forced him to go for a contested three-point shot, might have been a different result tonight, but Bogdanovich knocked down the big one, and that closed him out. There's a part of me that doesn't blame Dennis for jumping because he is well known for his shot blocking ability. Am yeah. I right, everybody? Everybody knows that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at six foot one, he's a terror around the rim, an you know. absolute nuisance. Uh, he he actually, is Dennis the menace. I think. Uh, having said that, let me check it real quick. I think Dennis actually had a block shot tonight. Yeah, Let's yeah, see. Well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Stephen yeah. Adams had a few. Yeah, he had a block. Well. Good job, Dennis. So maybe Shout he was just Dennis. maybe Dennis he was just feeling. Him. Himself. Yeah, he he was on a streak from that one. It, I feel like in the in the moment, those have got to be really hard plays to stay disciplined on from from like. Oh, I mean, no question. I mean, the, the shot clock was going down. I think he hit that with maybe like two seconds left on yeah, the shot clock. Yeah. You can certainly feel like if you're putting yourself in Dennis's shoes, there's yeah. it's exciting, uh, <clears throat> like you're running off adrenaline at that point, and you just really want to make it as difficult as possible. And he was doing his job. You just. When it is that tight, you've got to be disciplined. Yeah, he he was in the right position to make a play on it and really just, I mean, you can kind of feel, even when we were just sitting there watching it, you can feel the tension build throughout that entire play, which is kind of what makes those end games. Yeah. I, I was incredibly so tense. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Madison's over here sweating. I, uh, seriously, yeah, I was... Burton, Burton was sitting in the corner crying, you know, it was I, just tense. <laughs> it was, it, it was I honestly felt like this game was meant to be won by Sacramento because you guys saw that final play that they had. They wanted Buddy Hill to take that shot so bad. Oh, yeah. He tried so hard. There were a couple of times he got the ball knocked out of his hands, and they just kept feeding him the ball. They wanted Buddy to take that shot for obvious reasons. And then, obviously, it was Bogdanovich who got it. So it was like, I swear on my life, this game was meant to be won by Sacramento. I mean, I it, really, was, it was just on their side. Yeah. It felt like the Thunder were in control almost the entire time. I mean, there was two separate points in the game where they got up by double digits. I think they went up by 11 at some point in the first half, and then... 14 at some point in the second half. Yeah, 14 then, was their largest lead. Yeah, 14 And they, and they held that for about a three-minute stretch. It just looked like, okay, the Kings just don't have it tonight. Yeah. And they're, I, a, they're a bad team this year. They've well, got talent. They started off terrible. They, they started off real bad, and then the Kings had a nice little stretch there where they worked themselves back into the playoff race. Th- this game here was actually a, a pretty big one in terms of like early season uh, playoff implications. I mean, it's too early to see where any of that is going to be set, and who knows, the Kings or the Thunder may fall way out of that or firmly put themselves in it but those two teams coming in the thunder 11 and 12 the kings 10 and 13 they were right there now they're uh, now they're dead even at 11 thir- 11 and 13 each and they looked i mean pretty evenly matched through most of the game until the thunder kind of took control but i mean it, it was kind of a poor performance especially at the start for for both teams they were missing a lot of easy jumpers lots of easy shots uh, the defenses were looking pretty solid but nothing exceptional and the offenses just weren't clicking for either team until down towards the end of it, they started moving a little bit and getting some shots to go, and that's when it got fun and competitive. Yeah, I mean, Shea Gildas-Alexander tonight, 14 points. Steven Adams, 12 points, which is good for him. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, 14 points, but he was 5 of 13. Took 13 mm-hmm. attempts to get 14 points. <laughs> Abdul Nader, 15 points. Ooh, 5 of 6 from 3. But, Connor, I think you were exactly right, and also 5 made 3s from Abdul Nader, which is Jeez. a career high, everybody. Hey, so shout out, that. Shout, shout out to the Egyptian out. from Iowa State. The Pharaoh. Um, Big fan. <laughs> But you were right, Connor. Like the Thunder early on, they missed an opportunity to really put this game not away, but really assert themselves yeah. early on. They were outscored in the first quarter, twenty three eighteen. They put the foot, uh, uh, they put the foot on the gas pedal in the second quarter, twenty nine fifteen in that second quarter over the Kings. Um, they they had a lot of missed opportunities, but Madison. I mean, you kind of mm-hmm. called it too. Not only, like the Kings, yeah, they certainly deserved to win this game, but they had to come back and win it twice. Yeah, because they true. were down fourteen, like we said. They got it. They tied it at seventy-one, I believe, at the end of the third quarter mm-hmm. or at the beginning of the fourth, and then the Thunder went on a twelve-two run, and then we all kind of got back into that mentality of, oh, mm-hmm. the Thunder is going to win this looks one. Good for them, yeah. No, it was just 
it was a lot of like really bad timing in this game because I thought a lot of the offensive builds that both these teams had, it was good, timely shots. However, when things started to creep up on each team, it was just bad, timely defense. And so I think that was a bad thing for the Thunder tonight because they just they weren't able to crack down when they needed to. They were, uh, like I said earlier, they kind of allowed guys like Buddy Heald to get real hot. They just they didn't tighten up when they needed to. And so if you make those little errors in a game where you're not uh, presenting yourself as a defensive force when you need to especially, then this is going to creep up on you, and then you're going to be put in these crunch time situations. And if you don't have a guy, I'm not trying to put slack on Chris Paul tonight because I thought that was kind of a good option, giving him the ball in that time. And I don't really think there was much of an option either. He was, was really just, just the only guy. good defense by Sacramento. Yeah. They locked him up. And so that's kind of where I go with all this timely talk is that everything in this game was so timely, and I don't think the Thunder had that going for them there at the end of the game. And when you're not going to be like that, that's, that's how you're going to take these losses. And it's rough. Uh, but Thunder fans, rest assured. Draft picks. Yeah, it's, yeah you, it's a win-win situation. It's a win-win. Everybody should Very be smart. If you're, if you're awake this late listening to us on here, 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa, hey. then you should be smiling because we try to do our best to entertain, but your team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, if they won, great. If they lost, great. Great. Who yeah. cares? It's Come not on. the end of the world. The end of this Honor's game. Crying. The end of this game, though, was bonkers. It yeah. was. We this will... is probably the first time we've actually been super invested in the end of a game. If we're just watching it, on I television. mean, I was invested from the start because Buddy Heald's running around in a red jersey. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh man, <laughs> oh, reminiscing man. on the memories. Talk about nostalgia. Oh. I'm not a fan of those red Sacramento jerseys. It's uh, just the Sacktown one. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like, shout sure. out, shout out, Jerry Ramsey. If you're awake listening, Sacktown. When no- are they going to play Milwaukee? What the Cream City in Sacktown. <laughs> oh. Stop it! I hate this. Mm. Oh, Madison. that's a fun You match don't up. like Sacktown v. My Cream mic's City? going off now. Oh no! <laughs> I just think it's odd that they like go completely away from their color scheme for one random jersey. Like it, it just—I'm uh, not a fan. The Kings use every color in the wheel. Yeah, they—they they had the the purple for a long time, the purple and silver, and now purple makes sense. It's royalty. They're yeah, the Kings. and then they went to the light blue, and now they're dark blue and red. I like kind I, of I just like want them the to make up blue. their mind. I liked the light blue ones. I it's very like, like Carolina blue. The red just does not fit them at all. Like, um, yeah. I'm not a fan of those. I can't wait for their brown jerseys next year. Yep. <laughs> Mr. They're the full rainbow. Mr. Burton, shall we fire up the Thunder Player of the Game? Now, the Franchise Thunder Player of the Game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. I'm going to pick the obvious one and make you guys work. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Dang uh. It. Oh, Let's hear it. Yep. It's going to go to the Cyclone himself, Mr. Abdul Nader. Uh, you- that was mine. Five of nine from the Easy field. One. Five of six, like we said, a career high. Five made threes from Mr. Abdul Nader. 15 points, four rebounds. Uh, the Thunder sadly lose their first game with Abdul in the starting lineup. This is groundbreaking. This is going to be, we're all going to remember where we were. <laughs> we thought it would never happen. Uh, they said it would never end, Connor. Yeah. I, I was fully bought in. Matt, are you okay? I know you had you were emotional in the conference shaking room. up. It's going to be okay. I'm fine now. Okay. I'm fine. <laughs> it just took some time. It's going to take some time. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, your cousin Deontay, you know, he's been banished to the G League for the time being. <laughs> oh, no. And so you've had to cling on to Abdul Nader. I can I, tell you my player of the game is not going to be Dennis Schroeder. Oh, ever. I don't care if he Never, drops 100. Ever. Not even if there's a fire. I don't fire. care if he wins the Thunder a Super Bowl. Oh, don't gosh. care but yes abdul nader um pretty obvious for, to me but hey maybe madison maybe you might hey. i do have another one actually so my player of the game is going to go to nerland well and i will tell you why he is i just thought that he has become such a better player than he was last season he's been a great bench player someone to come in and replace steven adams when steven needs to go sit uh obviously he was really good tonight he was four or five from the floor Three of three from the three point, or not the three point line, the free throw line. If only. If only, right? Uh, he had 11 points. He did have a block. I don't remember the last game where he didn't have one. He stole the ball twice. I'm not going to lie, guys. I want to say three out of his four made shots were uh, connections from guys, and he was able to get the dunk. The lobs from Chris Paul. Yes. Oh, yeah. And there was one from Shay. There was one from Chris. And I want to say there was either another from Shay. It was probably from Dennis. I don't know. But three out of his four shots were just absolutely incredible tonight. I thought he brought a lot of energy to the offensive end of the floor for the Thunder. And so that was really big. It wasn't enough. But I do like Nerlens Noel as a player. I love when he comes off the bench because there have been past years watching this Thunder team. If you see Steven Adams go to sit down, you're just like, oh, man, like, I don't. I don't know of a guy who's going to really be able to take. You know, I don't know. Step Not up even and take Hakeem. That. 
Yeah, no. Not Patrick not. Ewing. <laughs> no. None of them. None but Nerland's Noel. Nerland's Noel, man. I I really like the way this guy's evolving in the game and contributing to the for Thunder. Sure. So he is my Thunder player of the game for tonight. Well, one of those lobs wasn't from Abdul Nader, because I don't know if you guys remember that. Oh, that, that one did That atrocity in the third <laughs> quarter. <laughs> that didn't that quite work out. Abdul, get back in the gym he, and work on those lobs. I was going to say, I like the uh, I like the Nerland's Noel pick for sure. He came in and came in and brought some good energy off the bench. I'm always He's always fun to watch play, honestly. The Abdul Nader one, I mean, he hit his threes. Five of six. You can't knock it he at all. He hit big shots. He, big, he did. Yeah. He, hit, he did answered hit one. King's runs. He did hit one down uh, with about two minutes left that I, I was begging them to run a play for Gallinari, and they ran uh, an off-ball screen action for Nader, and he knocked it down from the top of the key. Very happy for him. Good to see. But still, just every time he goes to the rim, it just is so uncomfortable, yeah. so awkward. He, he half had, the time he definitely he just, had awkward moments. Yeah, half the time he gets there and he just like loses all body control and he has to just chuck it at the rim and it's like this has no chance like, of going. Ugh, in. That was gross. Shout out to uh, Chad Phillips thirty one on Twitter. Hey, um, Chad, he, he, he tweeted us and said Billy needs to go. Hope they keep tanking. Well. He Harsh. did sit Abdul Nader on those final possessions. Mm. So if that doesn't scream, we're tanking because I don't want Abdul out here <laughs> hitting game-winning shots. Chris, go over there and shoot a contested 15-foot jumper. If that doesn't say tanking, I don't know what does. Chris, oh, don't pass the ball once in that final 13 seconds we have. Just take it. Just yeah. go for it. I oh, ju- it didn't work. I jest, Chad. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thanks, Chad. I'm, I'm sure we'll get to the uh, to the end of the game antics a little bit more later on, but I, oh, I, I still need to give my player of the game. Oh I? yes, all right. We're gonna please go tell with, me why it's uh, who you think who, who do you think Lou I'm Dort? Oh man, I can, I, Devin we, we Hall. Can, we can make that argument for you. Sure. Better not say Dennis Shooter. Burton's gonna he's gonna mute your mic. Come over there. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go with the big Kiwi himself, Stephen Adams. Uh, not a huge statistical game for him tonight. He had a solid 12 points, five of 10 shooting. Uh, no three-point attempts tonight, which made me very sad. Ah, oh, darn. Couldn't really hit his free throws two of five, but you know he was doing a lot of the little things today. Uh, six offensive rebounds for him. Six of them. That's a that's a big time performance right there. Had eleven of them total, and then the number that I really like to see is four assists from Stephen Adams. He was really operating well out of the high post. Billy Donovan has done a really good job of I think trying to put him in a position to be more of a creator in their offense. Uh, they like to put him in those spots in the high post and run some actions off of him. And he was dropping some dimes tonight. Had one really good uh, backdoor cut in particular to Lou Dort. A couple of different ones kicking him out. I think he had one or two to Nader for three. So I really like to see his assisting. And then on the defensive end, he really looked like he was doing a good job tonight. A couple of big blocks. One of them, uh, he just snatched out of the hands of uh, Bialica, who was kind of tearing up the thunder early on. There was a couple of guys on the Kings who had some big some big runs for them. Bialica early. Value brand Jokic. Yeah, Rashawn Holmes down the stretch was just everywhere. The eraser. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, but Steven Adams did a good job. He came in, did his job, and there weren't any insane performances tonight, so I think I'm going to go with Old Faithful Steven Adams for my player of the game. Yeah, nice. I mean, no, no big performances at all. I mean, the Thunder shot no. 43%, the Kings shot 44%, 32% from three, the Thunder shot 39% from three, which is, whoa, yeah, I mean, they hit their they hit Good their threes. For y'all. I, I would say, uh, yeah, this this was an entertaining game down the stretch, but definitely not the best basketball from a from a whole standpoint that we've seen from the Thunder this season. It no. wasn't that entertaining a game, but this is going to be an entertaining show, everybody. We've still got you for another 30, 45 minutes. I don't know. I don't do math. Stick around. I we, didn't I, come I here math. to count. You can go to bed as soon as we sign off the air. Exactly. Until then, you better keep those eyes open. Exactly. You're listening to 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. When we get back, more of this thunder disaster in Sacramento losing to the Kings 94-93. Thank you for listening to The Franchise Thunder Insider Show. No, it's not. It is the first take postgame show. There you go. Shout out to Flying Tumor 22 on that Twitch machine. Thank you for the love. Hey, Flying Tumor 22. Thank oh, you for it's listening. It's not a tumor. Yeah! <laughs> Bring the toy back to the carpets. It's a great, it's a classic. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Connor, have you seen that? Ter- Connor, Am I on? Now you're on. Now I'm on. Oh, we're on the air right now? Wait, are you about uh, to are, are say, we live? Are you about to say you've you. never seen that? You've never seen Kindergarten Turn Cop. his mic off.
I've never seen that. I mean, he is, he is like 13. Oh, sorry. Are, are we allowed to have like 13-year-olds so on, on the radio? Is that a rule? Stop it, guys. You need to go home and watch it. It's an old Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Oh, yeah. I'll totally do and that. It's, it's, it's a classic. Going to go you watch it, it right right now, Don't guys. watch the second one. It's trash. It doesn't sound like he's going to go watch it. I'm going to go watch it for sure. Well, yeah. Don't do that yeah. just now because you're listening to the Thunder First State postgame show. I got it right this time. Good job. Woo! Good job, Brady. Good job, Brady. First right one I've heard in a little while. Yeah, I never say it right. It's fine. Like I said my name, Brady Trantham, to my left, wearing all black, Miss Madison Morris. There's nothing out of across, the ordinary Across Across the glass, wearing a white Oklahoma basketball shirt, Mr. Connor Ayubi, and then wearing some weird hybrid of orange and pink, Mr. Matt Burton. <laughs> it's, called, it's called... It's uh, called... Salmon? Total Crimson? Is it Coral? Total Crimson Nike, of, the, yeah. of the spotless to match my To match the shoes. Oh. Ooh, oh, he's hey, got the put, full fit together. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. Dr- 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 is that, yeah, is sorry, that, I didn't mean to flick so hard on you guys right here, <laughs> but here we are. The drip. The drip. Do you say drip, Madison? I don't. Um, I know that Shay Gilgis-Alexander, he says a lot about drip. I think Darius Baisley says a lot about drip. I don't understand what drip is. <laughs> well, it's, it's, Obviously. What your, it's what your faucet Obviously does uh, in the middle of the night and it keeps you up. That's Gives exactly you, uh, what insomnia. it means in this context. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, and sure. your uh, landlord won't fix it, even though you've asked them to do it. I'm just kidding. Madison We're not bringing not personal baggage onto this show, but I am glad you mentioned Shea Gildas Alexander. By the by, the way, if you're just tuning in, the Thunder just lost Dang. to the Sacramento Kings, ninety-four to ninety-three. There goes but the winning streak. Let's talk about this here, Shea Gildas Alexander character. Let's. So, first ten games, awesome. Mm-hmm. Next ten games, average. Yeah. The last four to five games, hey, he's starting to look like the back. old SGA. And tonight, 4 of 11, 0 for 1 from the three-point line, 6 of 8 from the free throw line, 14 points, 4 assists, 3 turnovers. Mm. One of those turnovers added to why this the end of this game was incredibly bonkers. So the Thunder had a timeout, or there was a time stoppage. I can't exactly it wasn't remember. A, it wasn't a timeout. Because if it was a timeout, timeout yeah, then right. it would have yeah. reset. Yeah, so the Thunder are having... Um, Pass the ball from in, um, out of bounds. Shea walks up the floor, takes him four seconds. The yep. problem is they only had four seconds left before it became a backcourt violation. Eight seconds. Yeah, eight-second backcourt violation. Yeah. And turnover on the Thunder. And Billy Donovan and noted rule knower Chris Paul were beside themselves because yeah. they thought that the, that the clock was going to reset back to eight seconds. Shea didn't obviously know that. Somebody didn't know something, whether it was the officials making the wrong call or Shea and the Thunder not communicating You know that the clock was not going to reset. Mm-hmm. And everyone's going, oh, the fix is in, the fix is in. Two seconds later, makeup call, offensive foul on the Kings. Yeah. Like, the, the end of this game was crazy because you, you add to that Buddy Heel just hitting, just raining threes on the Thunder's defense, tying the game, putting the Kings up by one or two. It, like the, the end of this game was bonkers. I don't know how you could have been upset with this if you're a Thunder fan just because you should know by now they need draft positioning. Mm-hmm. The losses will come. But I do, a little bit of me understands, when you're watching a game that the Thunder control like they did all night, like they did tonight, Madison, it is more than frustrating to see it. They lost? Yeah. What? Well, especially entering this game the way that they did. They were on a three-game winning streak. They had that incredible back-to-back win, first in Portland, then in Utah. Big wins for them. Obviously, that game this past Friday night against Minnesota was just wild as all get out. And so, you come to Sacramento... And you have a bunch of Thunder fans who are real high on this team right now. They're very excited to see how well the Thunder are doing. And they are doing well. They're playing this game pretty well. It was kind of a slow start. Kind of started to pick up. Obviously, they picked up a 14 lead. Um, Then it just kind of starts to crash and burn a little bit. And it's not necessarily the Thunder, like, going cold on offense or anything. It's that they were allowing Sacramento to get really hot and heavy. On mm, offense, yeah, it's not even and midnight yet. It's not even midnight. <laughs> so it's getting real foggy. But it was here. getting real hot and heavy in Sacramento. Oof. And here's the thing: I understand the frustration with this because I, I don't know. I've kind of removed myself from this fandom. We started covering this. I mean, I've been covering this team for about three years. Brady, you're going on four. We've removed our fandom from this team, so it's kind of just disappointing, especially just watching this, just as a basketball fan, to see a team that is pretty much leading the. Like leading the way the entire game, and then all of a sudden they just allow Sacramento to get really hot. Yeah, and yep. that just 
Oh, I can see Thunder fans just blowing their gaskets right now, and it is not, it's not good. You, you know what it reminded me of? What's that? The Thunder the last two years. <laughs> hey, they're, they're controlling this game. Oh, they lost. <laughs> just blew it. Yeah. I mean, they even even when Sacramento was getting hot, credit to the Thunder for knocking out some big shots down the stretch. I mean, with or under three minutes, they pretty much were able to answer everything that Sacramento was throwing at them, just coming back on the offensive end and knocking them down. Uh, it, but the fact that they were actually able to do that makes the final play call, whether it was a play call or whether it was just what Chris Paul ended up calling his own number on the very last play, a little bit more questionable to me. Because like the third to last uh, offensive possession of the game, they run off ball screen for Abdul Nader. He comes around a screen, hits a wide open three. The one down. at the top of the key. Yeah, yeah, one at the top of the key. Then I'm pretty sure the second to last offensive possession, or maybe this is like maybe this is like four three two. It's third to last offensive possession. We get uh, we get Danilo Gallinari. There's an off ball screen action that gets him switched with Corey Joseph guarding him. Takes him in the high post, backs him down straight ISO post up, and he just gets an easy bucket over him off of off of again another off ball screen action where they set him up. The second to last one. I may be getting these out of order, but these are like some of the last few plays down the stretch. Shea Gilgis Alexander gets a high screen and roll run for him. Uh, he's able to create a little bit of separation, get to the rim, draw the foul. Knocks down both free throws, and that's what put them up two. Uh, and then, basically, the Kings, with their big shot making on one end from Buddy Heald, Bogdan Bogdanovich, got the lead back. Thunder come down. And then on the last play, it's just a straight Chris Paul iso. Like, it hadn't been working all game. If he'd been cooking all game with that shot, then sure, give him a shot at it. I get that you know he's the guy that's supposed to be their go-to down the stretch. He's the veteran. He's the Hall of Fame point guard that they have on the roster. But I, d- I just don't want Chris Paul taking that shot down at the end there unless it's something that's actually run off of something that's actually meant to create for the team. It was literally just give him the ball and let him dribble at a guy for 10 seconds, wind the clock down, and take a step back that was super contested uh, by the Kings, and obviously he ended up missing it. I just want to see at least like an attempt from the Thunder there to draw something up, get something off ball going, get a high screen and roll going with Adams, and try and create something with the ball movement that they'd been successful with throughout the entire fourth quarter. And I'm glad you said that, Connor. You want to know why? What well, do you think that reminds me of? Uh, is it the assist total that we saw this no, game? No, what you just described, uh, the Thunder asking their point guard to take a contest, highly contested shot at the oh, end of yeah. the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, anybody, my gosh. Any, I'm getting major deja vu right now. I'm uh, gonna go for. I'm gonna o- go with Russell Westbrook for 500. The only difference was it wasn't a Russell Westbrook 30 footer that yeah. wasn't contested for obvious reasons. It was a contested <laughs> mid range jumper by Chris Paul. But yeah, it uh, wasn't. I mean, it's not much different. Flashbacks. It really isn't. And and even back then, maybe they were relying on Russell Westbrook more throughout the game. So when it comes down to it, it's like, all right, well, Russell's been scoring for us all game. Let's give the ball to Russell and see if he can make something happen. Their offense was clicking throughout the game. They doubled the Kings' assist total tonight. They had 24 to 12 in the assist column. The ball was moving really, really well, even when they weren't scoring. They they, they continued to have good ball movement, and they, there was multiple even like shot clock violations from overpassing, which, which is not a good thing, but they're moving the ball really well between each other. A lot of off-ball cutting and a lot of off-ball screening that was working throughout the game, and then on the last play, you just completely abandoned that to go to Chris Paul ISO. Like, I, just, I just don't get it. That, in addition to sitting Abdul Nader, tells me this team is ready to tank. <laughs> I really wanted to know like what the plan was for that last play because yeah. I, I something lose, tells lose, me lose lose no matter what they, mean, had a, what they had a timeout coming into that right yes yeah, yeah and something tells me that that was not their plan was to just have Chris Paul drive the ball down the court and he was the one no like I, he was the guy to take it I don't I don't think that was it I think that it was kind of what Connor said that. I think Chris Paul may have drawn this up a little bit himself, and either something was put into Self-indulgent action. Self-indulgent Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like it, was, it wasn't going to pan out, and Chris could see that, so he's like, well, I'm going to take I gotta, it then. i got to take something yeah, and I'll do make it, it happen. I, I get it. I just, I just really think that there's better options for them down the stretch. No, they've got, no question. They've yep. got multiple guys that are like elite pick-and-roll players, multiple guys that are elite catch-and-shoot players. Like, there, There's a reason that they're the, a top-five half-court offense in the league. It's because... They, it's not because they have one guy that takes over a game. It's because they are able to move the ball and have yeah. a bunch of different people contributing in different ways. So, I, I just the, the last call at the end was questionable for me there from Billy Donovan. Really quick before we get to our si- silly segments, silly segments. It's hard to say. Silly with, segments. With my, segments silly with my segments. hick accent. Silly let's uh, <laughs> let's go visit with Billy Donovan after the game. Uh, Eric Corn from the Athletic actually asked him about not that last possession, but the final defensive possession. Bogdanovich hits that three where the Thunder just absolutely blitzed Buddy Heald, played perfect, 
99.9% of that possession. What did Billy have to say about that, Mr. Burton? Yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, the thing we, were, we, we talked about in the timeout was, you know, we've been back and drop a little bit in coverage, and I knew that if we were back and drop and whoever was on heel, it was going to be Chris, that if he got clipped on the screen or just he got off the screen with no support there, that's going to probably be a pretty clean look. So we brought Steven up, you know, it was probably a little bit of a different look for him that he had seen all game. Twice I thought we had opportunities to get steals. You know, obviously we had to protect the rim because Holmes was rolling. And they found Bogdanovich, you know. Um, but we defended it well and, you know, did some really, really good things on that possession. And Dennis made the right play by running out there. Mm-hmm. It's just that I think he probably didn't get really kind of under control and he obviously sidestepped and, and made the three. Credit to Eric Horn from The Athletic for that video. Do check it out on Twitter. Darn you, Dennis Schluter. Control uh, yourself. Billy sounds like he's losing his voice. Dennis Schluter, control yourself. You've been yourself. a little angry Ta-shuda. tonight. Control control issues with Dennis Schluter. Hmm. Crazy. Hmm. We've never seen that one before. No, hmm. not even recently. Matt, what are you, what are you Matt's looking? Matt's crying. Matt's giving me that look in the eye. <laughs> so angry. I don't have anything to say about Dennis Schluter. <laughs> They're not on speaking terms. <laughs> no. Connor, they, don't get on Burton's bad side now. I'm kind of terrified of him. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Just saying, mess with the wrong family. <laughs> <laughs> I am scared. 107.7 the franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. So we're going to get to our silly segments in the next segment of the show. You are listening to the First Take Thunder postgame show in a show where we talk about the Thunder's loss to Sacramento, 94-93. to You are listening to 107.7 the franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. This might be the worst thing to ask on radio, but Madison, can you air guitar for me again? Okay, okay, I like the form. She's slaying it. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the the air guitar. I'm a big fan of the air guitar celebration in sports. I think it's awesome. (laughs) I like it. Connor, do you not like it? Do Do you not like music? I hate music. All all music. Are you a nihilist? Uh, no, I'm just anti-music. Bert, like, Burton, just mute his mic. He is a coward. <laughs> and Connor's done for the rest of the night. <laughs> I've just been attacked tonight. So... I'm not actually anti-music. 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. You're listening to the Thunder First Take post-game show, The Thunder Lost. Boo. Are Boo. you mad? Are you mad? They I'm lost. not mad. I'm the, not mad about it. Uh, none of us should be mad. We are, we are paid... Game to cover the game and just, in, in an unbiased nature. Yes. But the Thunder did lose to the Kings 94-93. Yeah. Oh, well. Brady Trantham here goes on. with Madison Morris, Connor Ayubi, and Matt Burton. Just look at those handsome dudes. What a crew. Just hanging out. Yep. And I am I I look like Collective Soul, like I told Burton earlier. Uh, <laughs> Madison looks like she's about to go jog around Lake Hefner. <laughs> I am. Yeah. And, and you'd blend in with the dark sky. I would. And that's late. why I did it. So yeah. no one would see me doing it. Oh wow! No one would bother me. Are you? Are you also a cat burglar? Uh, yes. Are you Catwoman? I'm not. Uh, yeah, you're hearts. not that cool. cool. Anyway, let's um, let me get back to that silly possession where SGA had the eight second violation when he thought that there was um, eight seconds. There was actually four seconds remaining on the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Horn. I'm going to give him another shout out because he's doing a good job. Apparently no one else is asking Billy Donovan questions. This is just the Eric Horn hour from the athletic, <laughs> uh, asked Billy about that. And Billy said, quote, that's more on me to be honest with you. I got to do a better job. At least looking at the shot clock. My feeling was that when Shea came down with it, the ball kind of got popped out of his hands. This was actually from Buddy Heald. The thought was Buddy Heald punched the ball out of SGA's hands. Apparently the officials disagreed. And then Billy goes on to say, so when the ball got deflected out of bounds, I was assuming we were starting with a fresh clock. It's a fair assumption. Billy, what do they say about assuming? Right? Isn't that the, isn't that the yeah, phrase? There is, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh. Uh, can we say that word on the radio, Mr. Burton? No? Yes. Get oh. the bleep button the- ready. I don't want to say That's it. Fine. It's twelve. It's twelve o'clock in the morning. There's probably children. There's listening. children clearly listening. Definitely. Yeah. They're also probably listening to the OKC eighty two podcast all yeah, the time they are. because. Yeah. That's what you're also listening to. The that's, kids love it. Yeah, that's what Madison and I do after every single Thunder game. It's available on all podcast platforms. It's free. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. I don't know what else you listen to, listen to podcasts on, but subscribe to the OKC82 podcast. When we do these post-game shows on this here radio machine, we just go ahead and save it, put it up on the podcast feed for your listening pleasure the next day when you're driving to work, driving in your expensive Lexus your Mercedes, because I know all franchise listeners are just living large. Yeah, Absolutely. they are. 
Mm-hmm. Especially if they're listening to the OKC82 podcast. It's an elite club. It really is. That was good stuff. Glad you're a part of it. I would hope so. Um, I already said that we'd get into the segments. I don't want to because I don't want to <laughs> listen to that infernal feline Please animal. Please don't make us do it. Well, we're going to have to. We're contractually <sighs> obligated or Jerry will come down here and punch me in the throat. <laughs> I'd really like to see him try that. Jerry Ramsey, that is. Uh, let's reach. get into the stat cat. All right, y'all know the drill. Yeah. Three, two, one. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> my stat cat tonight is going to come from Points in the Paint. And Sacramento did outscore Oklahoma City 48 to 38. Guys, there was a much larger deficit in that uh, pretty much throughout the entire game until towards the end. Good for Oklahoma City on that part. Uh, however, this is something that I think Oklahoma City really needs to highlight as something they need to work on because I love the way that they feed Steven Adams really early in the game. They have been doing a very consistent job on that. Um, I really like the fact that guys like New Orleans Noel, they were able to get a lot of good looks out or good looks inside the paint tonight. Um, I don't know. They're, they took 33 attempts to be on the arc. Not too bad. They only made 13 of them, so it eh, could have been a lot better. However, I felt like something about this game, the Thunder were really relying on that three-point shot because they were really trying to get guys like Gallo involved. Obviously, Abdul Nader found a lot of, su- of success doing that, so good for him doing that. Um yeah, guys like Gallo were really off. Chris Paul, he was 2 of 5. Dennis Schroeder, someone who is usually pretty good at making that 3-ball. He was 3 of 8 tonight. It wasn't falling for him a lot, and I really thought that this team was heavily relying on that, so it didn't look good. This is why Sacramento was able to um, pretty much do so well in that first quarter. They were able to come, uh, come into the second quarter with a lead. I thought they did a very good job of feeding the pain a lot. I thought guys um, just... That was where their shots were falling. That's where they were looking for them, and that's where they got them. And so Oklahoma City, that's something that they should probably focus more on, not relying so heavily on shooting those big shots because, yes, they were timely tonight when they did fall. They're not falling right now. Guys like Danilo Gallinari, he has been struggling with a shot lately. Yeah, he made a couple of good ones tonight, and they were on good time, but I, I don't know. That was just That's going to be my stat cat just because I think that's something that um, the Thunder need to really – tune in on and uh yeah work on it yeah they do connor go all righty i'm gonna go for my stack cat tonight with something that's a little bit more of an overall trend for the season versus just something specifically who, from tonight wait who wore overalls during the game who Me. wore overalls yeah he said overall overall yeah. okay ha ha, ha 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 connor is just nothing but business <laughs> i know it's it's all serious near here on the uh, <laughs> on the franchise i can't even speak so obviously it's not but uh, connor strikes me as like a chris paul type snitch definitely <laughs> definitely jk i'm gonna snitch on brady for making all these terrible jokes jeez dude just let me get to my segment I'm trying to stay awake here. Tell me i'm trying to take cat, care connor. of business okay stat cat all right guys we're gonna look at a little bit of an overall trend for the Thunder when it comes to winning versus losing, how where they find their points. Recently, and they've been hovering towards the bottom of the league in this all season, but they recently dropped down to last in the league in their efficiency and transition. Transition play, they are dead last. They score uh, only .97 points per possession. Yuck. They're one of the very, very few teams. They might be the only team, actually, that it scores more effectively in half-court than they do in transition. They're fourth overall in their half-court offense, and that's something that ties directly into the pace of play that the Thunder have. Yeah. This is something that we've seen a lot throughout the season. Lots of guys talk about uh, after the game. Lots of opposing players often talk about when there's different swings that are made in the game. If it's something that is in the Thunder's advantage, generally they'll say, oh, well, they were able to slow the pace down and you know that played to their advantage. Whenever they, the Thunder go on a, a negative run or the other team is able to get some points on them, it's generally because they're able to speed things up, get things moving in transition. And in the fourth quarter tonight, uh, unfortunately, the the pace stats aren't posted yet publicly, so I, I can't give you any of those. But based, uh. on, I know, right? Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> but based on the uh, based on the eye test tonight, it really looked like on those in those bad stretches at the very end of the third quarter, and then for a stretch there in the middle of the fourth quarter when the Kings clawed their ba- way back into it, it was really when 
the game started to have a running gun type feel to it when they're just firing shots b- uh, back and forth at each other trying to get them up quickly is when the kings really started to get their way back into this game and then that's how they were able to close it out towards the end so that's my stat cap for the night looking at transition versus half court and how the thunder should really look to control their pace obviously they already do this but that's where the kings were able to take control tonight yeah i mean this thunder team is basically the inverse yin yang soviet union version of the thunder teams of the last few years where they were terrible in the half court but man the transition numbers were off the charts yeah they just really don't have any guys that are exceptional in that area you know they don't have one guy that could run the floor and finish no you yeah you we were talking about this earlier but you'd think like there's a few guys that like might have the body type or might have the play style that you'd think they'd be successful there obviously chris paul used to be but he he's a little old for that now dennis schroeder has the quickness for it but not really like the finishing ability all the time uh not not really the hops to go up there and dunk it in transition at all yeah shea gilgis alexander just he's got the length and he's got a little bit of speed when he gets moving but i think he he's just not quite there yet in terms of being under control and making the right play in transition so things really just have not have not clicked for them at all on that end yet but that's something that hopefully they can hopefully they can adjust to moving forward and even the players that would be trailing in a in a fast break like steven adams nerland's noel steven adams probably isn't there to do it like he was able to do earlier in his mm-hmm. career on a consistent basis I, he might he might see those opportunities as yeah i'm gonna take a breath right now yeah he it's not often They'll that you see him as one of the first uh first couple guys down the court uh, he he did have one nice alley-oop, uh, alley-oop slam tonight. He had a couple of couple of athletic looking plays. Nerlens Noel did as well, but in in transition, they're really not not getting a lot of those looks from the he, big men trailing. He even like to quote uh, what was his name? Oh yeah, that guy. To quote Mr. Rick James, <laughs> he even did a Bruce Lee cross kick to some poor photographer sitting towards oh, uh, baseline. Aww. Steven Adams diving for a ball, and his left foot just kind of caught that guy in the side of the face or the camera. E- either way, we need to check on this photographer to see if he's still alive. I hope he yeah. is, man. I mean, Steven Adams, his family. Steven Adams put himself out there. Like that, I think that should uh, help erase some of our injury concerns, the, nag- <laughs> the nagging, nagging injury worries that we have about Steven yeah, Adams. Yeah, he looks, he looks fine now. Yeah, he put, he jumped up in the air and just kind of flailed out, and he was uh, he was at the mercy of the ground on that one. He just he put himself out there. So the ground always wins. It really does. Here's my stat, cat. Let's hear it. And it's indicative. It's my. This isn't the reason why the Thunder lost, but I just feel like picking on him. Yeah, screw this guy. Because I've said twice, this game reminded me of the Thunder teams from the last few years. The point guard taking a contested shot to end a game instead of running a good set play that has worked previously. Or the Thunder leading twice in a game and then still blowing it both occasions mm-hmm. Dennis Schroeder also shot too many threes dude you are a 31 32 percent career three-point shooter why are you taking eight of them I don't care that you hit technically 37 percent of them you hit three of them why are you taking eight three-pointers mm-hmm. yeah, not a fair. that is the one big eyesore if you just look at a box score if you just look at the Thunder's box score that's the one big eyesore eight eight three-point attempts I don't like it from Dennis Schroeder that's not his game well, Brady, what about Danilo Gallinari? He was 5 of 13, and he shot 9. I want him taking 12 if he's 0 for 11. I want him taking that 12th one because he's Danilo Gallinari. Dennis, stop shooting threes. I said it 12 times last year. I'm tired of it. Stop doing that. Yeah, with stop you. doing it. I don't know. I've kind of been confident on Dennis Shooter lately. I do agree with Brady. Don't take those shots because that really isn't his shot. Right now I see that um, obviously going to Danilo. I'd love to see Shea knock down more of those. Dennis right now, I've been very impressed with his um, kind of like his floaters. I really like his uh, pull-up jump shots. I like the way that he is able to attack the paint when he's in there because he's not exactly the tallest guy, but somehow he always finds really athletic-looking shots. But when he does hit his shots around the perimeter, good for him. That's not exactly his strong suit. So especially when it comes down to times that really matter, like this game, I don't think – there were a couple of those times – they just looked like he flailed it up there because he wanted to prove a point that he could make those shots, but they weren't falling. And so it, it all comes back to just being very intelligent on the court and making those smart calls. If you see a guy who could probably make that shot a little bit better, kind of like pass it around a little bit more, get a feel for it. I don't know. That it just. Yeah. I agree with Brady. It wasn't the best look for Dennis tonight. And uh, don't don't take eight, dude. Schroeder's got some of that ir- irrational confidence type guy. Billy going. actually talked about that pregame against Minnesota. I actually I was asking him about it, and yeah. Billy likes it. And Billy's never going to be one guy to uh, coach to throw his guys under the bus. But, Absolutely not. And 
I don't want to poo-poo too much on Mr. Dennis Schroeder because over the last six games coming into tonight, he's led the Thunder in scoring, 20, 22, almost 23 points per game. Um, that's what he is. He is a capable scorer off the bench. Chris Paul called him a, a point guard that could start for probably more than half the league following the, the win the other night in Salt Lake City over the Jazz. And that's, like, I don't disagree. Dennis Schroeder is a starting-level point guard. Mm-hmm. My only thing is, is you are only good at a certain amount of things with the ball in your hand. One of them is not spot-up shooting from beyond the, from the perimeter. I just, when, when the Thunder lose a game and then I look and see Dennis Schroeder shooting too many threes, I just, I know that's not the reason why, but it contributed. Yeah, and, and I mean, him, him coming in and being able to be that kind of spark plug off the bench, like that, that irrational confidence that we talk about is part of the reason that he's so successful in that role at times. Because when he came in, the Thunder had basically no offense in the first quarter at all. He came in in the second and really helped give them a boost, and they, that's when they kind of took control of the game for the first time. Uh, and the first half was early in the second when he came in off the bench. So, you know, at times it can really play to the Thunder's advantage that they have a guy on their bench that they can go to for some scoring options because outside of him, you know, if, if Dennis Schroeder was out here missing games uh, instead of the guys that we have been missing like Kami Diallo and Terrence Ferguson, like that's going to have a huge effect on how the Thunder's bench plays and how they play as a whole because they rely on him a lot of nights to sort of carry that production when the starters aren't in. So yeah. he, he's crucial for this team, and he does take too many shots sometimes for sure. It's hard, hard to argue that he doesn't, but, you know, it, it, it goes some, go, sometimes it goes his way and sometimes it really doesn't. And, you know, tonight he had it going for a little bit, but just not quite enough. But Brady, he shot fifty percent from the floor. Yeah, like he's a good player. I, I, yeah. I think Dennis. I think the world of Dennis Schroeder is just yeah. that one little thing. That's yeah. That's all I'm saying. I would say like the past couple of weeks, I have been very impressed with the way Dennis plays because I do think that he is such a valuable bench player when he comes out and he does take over. I like the way he plays and he's very aggressive, obviously. But you know, just know your role that's all i'm gonna say about that because i do like dennis Schroeder. he's so talented and he's a incredible asset to this team right now but just you know i would like, cool your jets a little bit. i would cool love some roles yeah, actually like yeah late late in the game is when he can get a little bit uh a little bit heavy on the gunslinging and it might be a better option to let some of the other guys take control of the game in my opinion i like it well, some good stuff. Let's do a kick-ass possession because I'm tired of being all mean and depressed. I know, I about feel the bad. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dennis. Sorry, Dennis. Let's bring the spirits back up. I kind of have like, it's kind of funny because obviously the entire end of this game was just one big kick-ass bad possession. Word. <laughs> However, my kick-ass possession came right before halftime. And I know that people probably forgot entirely about the first half of this game, including myself, for obvious reasons. Uh, but, okay, I'm going to tell you guys my kick-ass possession. It was a little under two minutes until halftime. And this is where uh, Shea, he threw a lob down the lane where it looked as if Steven Adams wasn't even paying attention to it. And you guys were just talking about old steve making a couple of really athletic plays tonight. This was one of them. Uh, Steven Adams made the grab, and he viciously dunked it over Bagley. Uh, on the other end, Steven got... A really incredible block. This was, oh gosh, I, I don't even know if it counted for his block. Did it? I don't know. But he he it stopped did. the shot. Oh, it did. Okay, perfect. I think Bagley was trying to go up for a dunk, and he was trying to resurrect himself for he obvious reasons. It. He snatched up. Yeah, Stephen Adams was like, hell no. And so I loved that from him. And uh, then I think it was CP who uh, took the drive down the floor. He dished it to Nader for that corner three, and he buried it, and it was awesome. Good stretch of possessions. Awesome. Right it just looked so good for them right there because it was a lot of exactly what they needed in this game and what they were showcasing. The, I mean, I guess like the first half, especially in the second quarter, they were showing a lot of strong offensive knowledge and they were really utilizing every single guy on the court at this point, but they were also really cracking down on defense. Oh man, y'all. That was good. It, I liked it. It was good for everybody involved. It was. There- and it was good for me watching. <laughs> <laughs> there is only one correct answer here, though. Oh, boy. What is that? It's John Morant dunking the crap out of gonna, it on Aaron Baines. I was going to say. I, I, I was thinking I might have to throw that one in. That, that is was the absurd. kick-ass possession from now until, from the night. like, yeah. 
Dude, until he, t- tonight. It's, he, it's the morning him, right now. It is the morning. I, I showed him all the way, took him straight to the rim, and just freaking elevated over a guy who's Aaron Baines is a tank. He's like six foot ten, Stephen Adams size, and he just elevated over him and threw that ball in Blake Griffin style. That was awesome from John. Ryan. And it was it was under a minute left in a tight bowl game. It was a clutch dunk. It wasn't yeah. just some like throwaway like second quarter. No. I'm just going to try this. It's like no, I'm trying to win this game. It, it, I think it put him, it put him up six, and that basically sealed the win right there. That was like that was like the possession that that basically put it out of reach for the Suns. Much to the Grizzlies front office dismay, I might add. You think so? We're like, no, no, come on, no, no. Just drop one more. Yeah, the the Grizzlies are Grizzlies are over overperforming a little bit based on uh, what their fan base expected from their win total. I think they've they've got a nice young core, and uh, I think they're developing a little bit faster than the front office might have anticipated. The Suns lose, but they're still the eighth seed. The Thunder lost, and they dropped to the nine seed. They were the seventh seed coming into tonight. Man, what? What might have been? Mm. What might have been? It's a long season. They got their time. Madison, are you excited for a long season? I'm excited for a long season. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's, I am. It's going it's to good. get. It's going to get a little interesting. Maybe in the next few days, we're yeah. almost to the December fifteenth date. Yikes! Oh, man. You can see those it's trades coming. start flying around. For, the rumors for those that are unaware. Uh, December 15th is the date where the league can, half the league can be traded, mm-hmm. the remaining half. Um, there is that rule that you get, uh, you sign contracts at a certain date. It takes, you, can, you can't be traded for a certain amount of time. Yep. And that pretty much f- for everybody falls on December 15th. The last trade in the NBA, everybody, was 151 days ago. And it was Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. Jeez. We haven't had a trade a yet. That's a big so, one. So there are always going to be rumors swelling about trades. It's the NBA. Especially for the Thunder. And especially for the Thunder. Um, I'll just say this right now. Shams Charania from The uh, Athletic reported yesterday morning that rival GMs have been discussing trades with the Thunder. And then Adrian Wojnarowski, a few hours later, on ESPN's The Jump, says, Actually, Sam Presti just talked to me. They are not trying to do that. They want to compete for a playoff run with this squad. Who knows what's going on? Yeah, Who knows? There's a lot of conflicting reports out there. I, I think that, honestly, Sam Presti, you know, he's going to be open to whatever options that uh, opposite GMs are going to be giving him. He's not going to be turning away offers. He's not going to be declining phone calls because they're going to make a run at a championship this year. He's going to definitely try and consider all of his options with moving these guys. I don't think he's in too desperate uh, a rush to get rid of anyone. Do not expect, just because this big uh, December 15th deadline is coming up, don't expect them to be pushing any buttons on some big trades right after that. But, you know, other than other than Danilo Gallinari, who I think a good trade will present itself from multiple different teams, might throw some out there. Other than that, if he ends up trading no one else, I don't think Sam Presti is lo- losing too much sleep over it, to be honest. Burton, I'm going to count on you. Describe this game in three words. Bring back Burton. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I always yes. depend on Matt. He never, he never ne- fails. Never, never, never makes me feel bad. Good job, uh, Matt. That's a good. I well, appreciate it. Bring back Burton. And that is going to put a bow on this here Thunder First Take post game show. Everybody, good show. Good job. Yeah. Good job. High fives all the way around. Righto. Great work. The Thunder lose once again, ninety four, ninety three to the Sacramento Kings. They will be back on the road Saturday evening. Against the Denver Nuggets for the first time this season. So, Jeremy Grant! Jeremy Grant! Yeah! We miss you so much. I remember I him? Miss him. You remember him? Oh, he was my favorite. Never forget. He's uh, he's pretty good. Pretty good at the basketball pretty game. He's, he's pretty nice. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening to Matt Burton, Connor Ayubi, Madison Morris, and me, I guess, Brady Trantham on the Thunder First Take post game show 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 Tulsa. Get back with us Saturday nights for your pregame and your postgame pleasure for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Everybody have a good night. Thank you so much. Peace.